here and decide it's not consistent. Just make sure they're turned off, please, because I have a very short attention span, if you haven't noticed already. Uh, we're going to wrap up our series this evening, our We've Got to Pray series. This is our prayer series for this year. Uh, to, this will be the conclusion to it. So this will be the 10th tenth installation in the message or in the series. So I have a question for you as your pastor. Have you been more prayerful? Please turn your Bibles or, or dial up or type in, I should say, type in Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 17. It will not be on the screen. If you do have a cell phone, please type in BibleGateway.com or whatever Bible app you have. If you have your Bibles, which I'm encouraging everybody to bring Sunday after Sunday, uh, that is your book of instructions before leaving Earth. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Book of Intending to persecute them, he had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival, festival of unleavened, unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying for God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. chains and sentries stood, stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the change fell off Peter's wrist. And the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap up, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. And they had walked the end of one street. Suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know, without a doubt, that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's touches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, and the mother of the, Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and the servant, and a servant named Rhoda, came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed. She ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. 
And she kept insisting that it was sunlight. They said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and describe how the Lord had brought him out of, the, out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this. He said, then he left for another place. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, for the songs, for this building, for your workers, for your people, for your sovereign hand for making tonight happen for us. We thank you for the entire week that we celebrated your goodness. Words will not amount to our gratitude to you, Father. Because you have made everything possible for us. Right now, Lord, as we study your word, we pray for your Holy Spirit, the true teacher, to show us and to reveal to us whatever it is that you want us to understand, accept, change, and live out. We ask for forgiveness for our sins, Lord God. Hear our prayers. Anoint me, Father God. Use me again as your vessel. Open your people's hearts and in their minds. We believe in you and we trust in you. We rely on you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So again, we are wrapping up our We've Got to Pray series. If you have been blessed by the series, the first indicator or, or proof should be you've become prayerful. If not, maybe the messages are boring. Right? That's probably the possibility. Um, if I have been preaching a small amount of time and that's not your preference, you have to talk to the other people that have talked to me to preach for a shorter length of time. I will never be able to please everybody. Uh, but this is how God has delivered this message for us. I pray that um, everybody will understand, especially tonight, the necessity, the urgency, need for us to be prayerful. Mm. The prayer series, every year we go through it. God really impresses it in my heart to talk about it again and again. Every Wednesday for the prayer warriors, we look and study faith, prayer, and everything. Every Wednesday. As believers, we're told by God to be prayerful. So the challenge when you go through a series is how do you make sense of what you're going to talk about that evening for the people that weren't there the Sunday before? So, the answer there is prayer. <laughs> Too busy. The points this evening... Prayer is God's command. Prayer is protection versus temptation. And number three, pray expectantly. Are you too busy to pray? Too busy. Are you too busy to pray? Too fast. Uh, this is from an author unknown. I got up early one morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't take time to pray. Problems just stumbled upon me. And heavier came at each task. Why doesn't God help me? I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. I tried to come into God's presence. I used all my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, why child, you did not? 
I tried to come. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on, gray and bleak. I wondered why God did show me. He answered me, but you did seek. I woke up early this morning, paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had that I had to take time to pray. I don't know if you're like me, but the morning, as I get older, seems to be going faster. I say morning. Before, morning morning takes too long. And when I was just going to school, 3 o'clock doesn't come in soon enough. It seems like it's forever. Now that I'm older, I wake up at 6, and all of a sudden I look at my clock, it's 9 o'clock, and I'm not even done with my morning chores or my morning devotions. Time is running. Life is coming at us fast. The year has al is almost coming to an end, Christian. And the question again, because the series is about prayer, have you become more prayerful? We try it, right? We try it. That's the right answer. We try, Pastor. I try. Lord, I try. God knows, right? That's the other thing. God knows I try. God also knows if we didn't try. God also knows when we don't try at all. How do we see God? Do we see God as a father that lets his children get in trouble? Like a parent, if a parent knows that if he gives, if a father knows that if he gives a child, his child, a 5.0 Mustang, this is back in the 90s, Mustang, very fast car. Because his son, 16-year-old son is saying, give me a fast car. The dad goes, if I give you that, you'll get into a lot of tickets, get a lot of tickets, a lot of trouble. A wise dad will say, no, I will not give you that car. So why is that, right? A husband who knows his husband, his wife is cheating on her, and then the wife comes to the, the husband and says, sweetheart, can you give me $700 for the weekend? And can I borrow the Mercedes? I'm gonna be gone, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Hawaii. <laughs> Will the husband give, should the husband, should the husband give the money and the keys and not address the city? For some reason, at times, at many times, when we pray to God, we treat God as if He's the Father that will spoil us. We sometimes approach God in our prayer thinking that He's the husband that will allow adultery to happen. What am I saying? When we pray and we come to Him and we say, Lord, give me money so I can help you. God knows our heart. That once he gives us the money, he will never see us at church again. First, prayer is God's command. Prayer is God's command. Matthew 26, 40-41, Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? First part of 41, keep watching, pray. First Thessalonians 5, 17, Never stop praying. Now, other versions of this one says, pray without ceasing, without interruption, without intermission, pray. 
incessantly, continually. Jesus repeatedly prayed before, take, before being taken by the soldiers. He prayed repeatedly. God himself, the Son of God, was very prayerful. Repeatedly prayed because he knew trouble was coming. He prayed and he prayed and he prayed. He spoke to his disciples. He only chose three. And he told them, pray with me. Watch and pray with me. Goes up, comes back, they're sleeping. Goes back, comes back, they're sleeping. Finally, they tired, even the working two jobs. <laughs> but Jesus... God repeatedly tells us, if you read your Bible, you will see accounts there. God tells us, pray, pray, pray. Prayer series, 10, ten weeks, pray, pray. Are you being, have you become prayerful? We ask God for help, and we, we're healthy. We're healthy, we're wealthy, we're happy. And God says, pray. Pray for Thanksgiving. We only pray when? When we're not healthy. When we're not happy. When trouble comes. Happy, healthy. Luke 5.16 But he would withdraw to desolate places. Luke 6.12 In these days he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night he continued in prayer to God. Jesus, God himself, showed, showed us many examples of when he was here, he was prayerful. If you will just lift up your Bible, you will see that God tells us to pray. It is, is it a command? Or is it a suggestion? Oh no, my brothers and my sisters, it's a command. God tells us to pray. C.S. Lewis says, the moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists in shoving it all back and listening to that other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other, larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. And then John Bunyan said, Go back there. Sorry. He who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him in the rest of the day. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be honest. If you were to look back, or look at your day, because there's no slowing down your day. Mm. Do we agree? Stop one second for a minute. <laughs> Stop one second for a minute. <laughs> it, it won't happen, right? It doesn't make sense and it won't happen. You cannot stop a second. You cannot stop time, even if you want to. Right? When, 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 I'm, when I'm talking to my children, and sometimes when they're in trouble, and they want to think of their reason, they'll say, give me a minute. <laughs> right? The minute is to pause and to think about it. Church, the Lord has given us many years, many days, many hours, many minutes to re for us to realize our need of prayer. Have you been blessed by the Lord today? Maybe like four. I didn't even shake it in her head. Have you been blessed by God this year? 
More, more people. Have you been praying to God for all those blessings? Have you been thanking Him? Praise God. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed before and after healing the sick. Jesus prayed before and after saving the lost. Jesus prayed before and after his preachings. Jesus prayed before and after his mission trips. Jesus prayed whether he was blessed or not. Jesus was, was prayerful. Jesus is still up to now praying for us. And he commanded us to pray without ceasing. Dear loved ones, you should not wait for you to be in trouble to pray. Although for some of us, that's when we do pray. Because you know when God takes our health and puts us on bed, and we're going to be bedridden, we're going to be, we can still pray. But if we're up and about and healthy, we're running, we're running, we're running away from the Lord. We're healthy, we're jogging, we're hiking, we're doing something else. When we're blessed and we're happy, we're doing something else. We're not, we're not praying to Him. We're not worshiping Him. And hence, if we're not doing that, we're not obeying Him. If we're not obeying Him, we're sinning. Because prayerlessness is sin. Prayerlessness is sinning. Ephesians 6, 18, pray all the time. Ask God for anything in line with the Holy Spirit's wishes. Plead with Him. Reminding Him of your needs and keep praying earnestly for all Christians everywhere. Now God told and showed us to be and how to be prayerful and He commanded us to pray not just for us, but for other believers. Are you healthy? Praise God. Is your family intact and loving each other? Praise God. Are you financially sound? Praise God. There are other people that are, that are greatly discouraged. There are people there that are not healthy, spiritually, physically, and mentally. There are other Christians there, many Christians there, that need your prayer. We've discussed it multiple times. I've discussed it multiple times in this church, in this pulpit, that we are all in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare. Our battles are not of the body and flesh, but of the principalities that rule over the air. Things that we don't see. People that are ruling the authorities. And we acknowledge that. We do. That's why God told us to put on the full armor of God and told us to pray. Pray, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing for one another. Question. Do you? Do you? In Matthew 26, 40, then he returned to his disciples and found them asleep. He said, Peter, could you watch with me even for one hour? Could you watch with me? Could you stay at church awake just for one hour? Therefore, knowing that this is a command, this is a command for us to pray. It's a command because why? Because we gravely need it. We need it. It's for our own good. When I tell my children, even though they're so happy during the holidays or whatever, you guys need to rest, need to sleep, especially when they were little. 
especially Christmas time, they don't want to sleep anymore. Let the day continue. Emma cries. Emma cries and she's about to sleep. She goes, I don't want to sleep. I don't want to. She feels like she's going to miss out on something. And then we tell our children, go to bed. Go to bed and you The times that we're supposed to be sleeping, we don't sleep. The times that we're supposed to be awake, we're not awake. <laughs> You know, it's a command. And since it's a command, if you don't do it, it's a sin. James 4.17 says that. Remember that knowing what is right to do and then not doing it, it is a sin. It's called sin of omission. You decided, oh yeah, I get it. I heard. I need to be prayerful. But you know what? I'll pray when I get there on Wednesday. I'll pray when I get there on Sunday. I'll pray... When I need it. It's a command. First Samuel 12.33 Ask for me, far be for me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray. This is Samuel talking to the Israelites. But they were being so rebellious. And they were telling him, we don't want any more prophets. We're tired of you guys. We want a king. We want a king to rule over us. But Samuel said, still, I'm going to pray for you. And I will teach you the way to live. Prayer is for us. It is a command. It is for your own good and for mine. Prayer is protection versus temptation. There was a teacher. A teacher asked Little Bone. Most of these songs were in the beginning. The teacher says, Bone. Tell me frankly, do you say your prayers before you eat? Little Bomb replied, I don't have to. My mom's a good cook. <laughs> do you only pray when you're in trouble? Do you only pray when you need it? And when you say the category need is when you're already in trouble. Because you need it all the time. Whether we're healthy and happy, we need prayer. Matthew 26, 41, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. When Peter was in jail, people outside of the jail, other Christians were praying for him because they knew what was coming to Peter if they did pray for his rescue, that he was also going to be killed. But they were praying. Now, the Christians then, praise God, they're, they're not like the Christians now because the Christians now will say, well, if Peter dies, he's going to go to heaven anyway. <laughs> it's better in heaven, right? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. We're so quick to just say when somebody loses a loved one and then we come to this and how we comfort them. Well, at least they're in heaven now. I mean, that's true. What you said is true, but you're dis you're dismissing you're dismissing their grieving part. Yes. Peter, when he was in jail, what was his prayer? Oh Lord, I'm so happy to see you. About to see the units are coming or are coming home. But the other believers outside had a different plan. <laughs> they can rescue him. 
against temptation, number one, is for discouragement. Because no matter how strong the believer, there will be times of discouragement. John the Baptist was, he went, when he was in jail, asked his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one that we are waiting for, or, or should we wait for someone else? Because he was discouraged. All these things is happening to me. I thought you were the one that was going to rescue us. Why am I here now? Peter, probably, I'm thinking, what's this hurt? Going to be in jail. So the prayers of the believers helped him. The prayers of the believers helped him. Now, the low-hanging fruits that we can easily identify regarding temptation are adultery, Sex outside marriage, stealing, murder. Those are easy. You can easily say, oh, I don't do those. You can easily identify it. Anything that is breaking the commandment of God to us, his people, is a sin. Do we agree? <laughs> the turkey makes us sleepy. <laughs> I think you, most of us consume a lot of turkey. That's true, right? Maybe the question wasn't clear. Maybe the delivery was wrong. Anything that is breaking the commandment of God to us as people is a sin. Do we agree? Amen. Amen. Lack of prayer and absence of a prayer life for a Christian is not easily identified. Because not everybody knows or believes or thinks that it is a command. As a result, there's no obedience. Without prayer, we are weak against the temptations that the enemy throw at us. Prayer is the only way that a weak believer, so if you're strong, you're okay then. You don't need to pray. Prayer is the only way that a believer becomes strong. Because it is not on his or her power, but on the power of God. That can only be accessed through prayer. Hebrews 10, 24-25. And let us consider together how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Unity was and still is a vital part of the church. Hostility between Jews and Gentiles and other people groups made for some ugly moments during the biblical times. Here, the writer of Hebrews tells Readers that fellowship with other believers is for everyone's best interest. We have a personal relationship with God, but living that out means that we must encounter others so as to share the grace and message bestowed upon us. We need each other. I get it. We go on vacations. That's good. Praise God. I say I say, as your brother, as your pastor, as your friend, that if you go on vacation, you find a church wherever you are going to be, 
so that you can praise God there. Because when we have visitors here, we get encouraged, right? The turkey, man, the turkey. <laughs> Here's some statistics. Average time Americans spend in religious or spiritual activities. Total, nine minutes. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. 79% of evangelical Christians claim they pray daily. Not everybody. 79%. In a Barna group survey, nearly 38% of pastors are considering stepping away from full-time ministry. This percentage is up from 29% previously reported in January. The struggle is partially driven by the pandemic and disappointing burnout that so many faith leaders are feeling these days. Additionally, there are, there are countless churches struggling to find pastors right now. What's the point of a pastor if nobody comes to church? Right? What's the point of cooking a meal for Christmas if all the people that you were expecting to come don't show up. What's the point of church? And you attending church if you don't pray and don't do something for God and don't obey God. What really is the point? What's the point of calling yourself a Christian if you don't live out your Christian life? One of the strongest testimonies that a Christian can give to other unbelievers, to the, our friends and our family that are unbelievers, is this, especially on the holiday. We say, I've got to go. I have to go to church. Mm. And then they say, oh, come on. Stay. It's your parents' wedding anniversary. You can praise God here. The strongest testimony, I think, is this. That's right. I will thank God for keeping our parents together. I'm going to go to church. I think. And plus, I'm obeying God in His command. But see, without prayer, without prayer, if you're not prayerful, you will miss, you will miss the temptation. You will fall into the temptation, I should say. What's the temptation? To not go to church. Because it's so much comfortable at the house. I agree. It's so much easier to watch a, a preacher on YouTube and pause it. John MacArthur. Wait, I don't like him. I'm falling asleep. John Piper. I like this guy. Hold on, let me make my joke. Or sometimes you just keep going and then you're texting. It's so much easier, so much easier. It really is. There's an increase, I believe, of pastors quitting because there's really, it's really discouraging. It's really discouraging to pastor a church if the church is not with the pastor. Before COVID-19, the church's focus used to be attracting members to attend service. However, the church stats and data suggest in-person attendance is only 36 to 60% of what it was pre-COVID. That's why I, I told the media team to cut off the, the light. 
Because I think if you want to come to church, it should be in person. Amen. Amen. If you want to review the messages and, and judge the pastor, you watch the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> now, is your life good? Psalm 3. Praise the Lord. You have to pray to Him. You have to be singing praises and hymns to Him. Is your life good? Yes. Yes. And pray for others. Maybe their life is not good. Maybe they're struggling with their health. Maybe they're struggling with their relationships. Maybe they're struggling financially. Your prayer is greatly coveted. Now, are your prayers always answered by God? Yes, it is. The thing is, the answer sometimes is yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's wait. Sometimes it's, are you serious? Are you serious? Did you really ask for that? No, God always answers our prayers. The, question, the, the thing is, we don't always like the answer. Because it's, most of the time, or sometimes, it's not how we wanted it to be asked. If you are prayerful, praise God. Continue to do it. I thank you for your prayers that you've said for me and for the church. If you're not, I highly encourage you to obey God and be prayerful. And pray for me. Pray for the church. Pray for yourself. You know what churches need? What the church needs today is not more machinery or better, not new organizations or more novel methods, but men whom the Holy Ghost can use. Men of prayer. Men mighty in prayer. Agree with this. We need electromagnetism. The church, the universal church, is under attack. If you don't know it, you have your blinders on. Our faith is heavily under attack. If you're, if, if you don't see it, you're probably buying into their lie that all these things are okay. We need your prayer. The church needs your prayer. Genesis 4-7 reads, You will be accepted if you do what is right. God talking to Cain. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it in its mouth. Church, if you're a Christian, the enemy is after you. Hmm. The enemy is after you. The picture there is crouching. An animal ready to pounce at something. At the prey. That is what sin is. That is what sin is. We all have our tendencies. Because we sin based on our desires. Our own sinful desires. We are enticed based on the things that we have weaknesses in the sin is just waiting, waiting to pounce at you. The only way, as Jesus repeatedly told his disciples, the only way, as God has repeatedly told us in his, in his Bible, that the only way that we can prevent this predator, this predator, to get us, is prayer. 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 
husband. Pray expected. Pray expected. There was a time of drought in the whole village. And all the villagers said, hey guys, we need to gather. All the Christians gathered. They're like, we need to pray for our village for rain. All the churches in the village gathered together at the, at the plaza in the middle of the city. And they were all going to pray for rain. But only one boy had an umbrella. <laughs> When we pray to God, do we expect Him to answer our prayers? Remember Rhoda when she opened up the door, but Rhoda, when she opened the door and somebody knocked, and she looked and was like, it's Peter. She runs back. She tells all the people that were praying for Peter's rescue, Peter's at the door. They're like, blah. You must be crazy. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm serious. I really think it's Peter. And what did they say? And we pray and we say, Lord, give me an opportunity to present the gospel to my loved ones. Give me an opportunity to show your love through me, through my, my friends who are unbelievers. And then he does. And then he does. It's like, hey, Vince, uh, so you go to church every Sunday, and then Vince goes, oh. <laughs> Hold on. Well, Vince go to his phone and, Pastor Joe, can you come here right now? <laughs> no? Vince will say, yeah, I go to church Sunday. You know why? Because I love Jesus. Tell me more about this, Jesus. The Lord told us through Peter, be ready to give a defense for the faith that you have. So when you pray to, for God to use you, expect that God will use you. When you pray, Lord, use me. Use me in any way that you want to. I want to serve you. And then you get a text from me. Hey, I need help with the security ministry. And you say, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's not what I want. That's not the ministry that I want. You pray expectantly. God will answer your prayer. You just have to be accepting of it. Matthew eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. Anything that is according to God's will, of course. If you're praying for a a, a, a woman that's married, for you to be connected, no, that's not gonna happen. My That's an easy example. But we do make ridiculous prayers to God. Right? We do. We do. I've given up on my prayer request to be a point guard for the Lakers. Well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> not even the point guard for any team right now. Because he can barely walk. There are ridiculous prayers that we've said in the past. And God has said clearly, no. That's not but everything else, God's still waiting for you to respond. Better if you pray, Lord, use me. Oh, yes, he will. The question is, are you willing to be used by him in that capacity, in that manner that he called you? 
There are so many, so many things that we can hear to the Lord. You pray for, Lord, help me. Give me, show me a way to short, uh, share the gospel. And God called you to share the gospel to Afghanistan. And you say, oh, no. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more about sparks than that, oh Lord. <laughs> or Gardner Bill. That's as far as I'll go. That's so red. Oh, no. Acts. Again, remember, Peter, he was in prison. And they prayed for him. And they and then they would rescue. This is where Harry Potter, I think, got the invisible cloak thing. I think this is where they got it. Because Peter was invisible as he walked through it. Right? Naomi's looking at me like, what? Oh, we Acts 12. <laughs> no, it's he was invisible, right? Invisible. Going through the road. Out of the jail. They, their prayers were answered. Folks, God hears our prayers. Amen. God will answer our prayers because God is loving and God is powerful. God wants us to ask him what we need. You know, when a mother has a sick child, it is a marvelous thing to watch because those moms, they have a quick answers for their child. There was a story about a son who was trying to push this heavy load of boxes. He was trying to push it, and the father was watching. And the son, the dad, the dad goes, son, are you using all your strength to move those boxes? And the son goes, yes, dad, I am. But it's not working. And the father comes in closer, and he goes, no, you're not, because I'm here. And you haven't asked for my help. Mm. And the father helped me God is the same way. God is looking at you and me and saying, Are you really trying to push that? Are you pushing it with your all all your strength? And you're saying, Yes, Lord. Then time to give it up to me. Time to give it up to me. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. It is a command. Amen? Amen. Amen. In Hebrews 11, 6, it reads, You can never please God without faith, without depending on Him. If you're saying, Lord, I don't need you, you're not pleasing Him. Lord, I got this, Lord. No, no, that's pride. God doesn't want that. God will bring you to a point that you cannot do it, so you will finally say, Lord, I can. Please help me. Because that's what He God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that there is a God and that He rewards those who sincerely look for Him. Praise God. That's our message today. As the music team make their way up here, if you have any decisions you want to make this evening, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. If you have been visiting us for quite some time and God has impressed it in your heart that you are to become a part of this church, please come up so we can recognize you. Or if you just need prayer, please come up so we can pray for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your message for us tonight. Thank you for all of the guidance that you have 
provided for us as we navigated through your words. I pray, Father, for our spirit, for our heart to be truly focused on you. Let our dependency upon you, Lord God, be so obvious that we will come to prayer right there and then. The moment that we feel like we are losing grip, the moment that we think we can actually do it, help us, Father, connect with you through prayer. Help us to be obedient to this command of yours. And guide us, Father. We expect that you will answer all of our prayers, Father God, and we are grateful to you right now for all the answered prayers. All the prayers that you will continue to answer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. 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 Amen.